Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network. Today is our Week 7 Tuesday NFL episode. I am Chad Melman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. We are coming off of a two and three week in our contest. Thank you, Mac Jones, for a very predictable safety and doing the one thing we knew you shouldn't do. Everybody knew you shouldn't do at the end of that Raiders game. But hey. We did tell people to go all in on the Browns and the Jets. So on this show, we exercise irrational optimism. We look at the bright side. We move on to week eight. Uh, We recorded our Sunday episode before Sunday Night Football. And as we said on the show, a lot of lines we liked have already moved, which is why you need to listen to the Sunday show if you want to get the best of the number Today, we will get to our Simon Says and our exec decision. Thursday, we will do Sharp Calls, Big Balls, and Foxhole. This episode, we'll look at the entire board as we begin narrowing down the five picks. We'll enter in the Favorites Podcast $100,000 Pro Football Pick'em Contest. Still open for sign-up, by the way. Still free to play. Still awarding weekly and season-long cash prizes at favorites.actionnetwork.com. Let's bring in my co-host, my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Aloha, Chad. The Chargers game, that was tough to watch last night. Just excruciating. We were on the Chargers plus two and a half. But we're moving on, practicing irrational optimism. That's what I'm calling it. That's what my wife sort of says about me without saying it about me. Tyreek Hill, right now, who we got at nine to one to lead the league in receiving on pace for 2,200 yards receiving more than 200 yards higher than uh, the NFL record. Kudos to you, Simon. I want to give you your flowers because I remember you saying Tyreek Hill said he wants 2000 yards. That to me is a sign. We should take him at nine to one as a flyer. We did it. Well done. Yeah. And it just, the only fear is health. You're right. He's on like a crazy historical pace. That Miami offense, I mean, Tua's leading the league in passing yards. He's leading the league in receiving. It just doesn't get much more high power than that offense does right now. Well, look, it's one of the biggest games of the week. They're playing the Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to get to that. Yeah. And more as we break down the board. It's one of the more interesting games to handicap. As a reminder, the Favorites podcast is presented by Bet365. 
Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else. Every day, they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. And they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boost. Check out the boosts and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Ohio, or Virginia, or 18 or old, older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms and conditions and restrictions apply. Here's an update. Week six in the contest, we had 50 entries finish 5-0. and We had a two-way tie for first place because they nailed the tiebreaker. Total Monday Night Football rushing yards, which was 149. Congrats to our winners, Sakura and Cassone. This week's Producers Cup Award goes to AMC Geo 230 for finishing dead fucking last in the week six contest, going 0-5 and missing the tiebreaker by 450 yards. AMC, please email producer Matt Mitchell at podcasts at actionnetwork.com to claim your non-cash prize. Thanks for playing. All right. Week seven in our contest is now live. Good luck, everybody. Week seven. Here we go. Jacksonville at New Orleans. Dude, Simon, this line, I know we can't put it in the contest, but has just fucking steamed like a train from the 1860s, racing across the country. It opened at New Orleans plus one and a half. What did we say on Sunday night, Simon? You got to grab it. We grabbed it at one and a half. While we were talking on the show, it started moving. Uh, it's moved four and a half points. I want to get your take on on what you're hearing, even in the first you know, 48, 64 hours since we had the show. I do want to say like, to me, I felt like this would be a luck rankings game on both sides. The Saints, who we had against the Texans, I went into the numbers. They had 120 more yards, 18 more plays, five and a half yards per play versus five for the Texans, more time of position, possession, but they had more turnovers, more penalties, and missed two field goals. Um, the Jags, meanwhile, had only 233 yards against the Colts, about 120 yards less, and 3.8 yards per play. Colts had like something like four turnovers in the game. So we were on it from the beginning. Yeah, an easy spot too, where it's a short week. The Jaguars have won three in a row at this point, right? They won the two London games and won this last game at home. And you're just waiting for them to have a letdown spot. And got a little luckier that I got a good number. It might be that Trevor Lawrence could miss this game now. And that's why we've seen this number move so much. So, um, I don't hate it still if you want to grab it now because it could move even more if it is him out where it's a short week, you have a backup QB playing. So that means this backup QB might have one day of walkthroughs before they head to New Orleans. Like it's just a really bad spot to have to play your backup. So yeah, like lo love the Saints. If it was going to be Trevor Lawrence, this was a good spot for their defense. Now, yeah, it's, I love it even more. So it's too bad we can't play in the contest. Um, if Trevor Lawrence is out, you know, say what you want about the Saints team. It, at the end of the day, it's not their defense's fault. They haven't been winning. It's really on Derek Carr. So I thought me and you were in a really good number on this because the public was going to come in so heavy on this Jaguars team. Got lucky, like Chad said. We got ahead of it. The line kept moving. I kept betting it. 
And then when I saw it, I think it got up to minus two. So that would have been like 3 a.m. Hawaii time, which I guess is 9, 9 a.m. Eastern. And that's when I saw some news trickle out that, okay, Trevor Lawrence might miss this game. Like Schefter put another tweet out. Then you saw it go right to minus three. So the books, they don't know what's going to happen yet. No one really has any info yet. That's why they just have that minus three up there right now because that's a nice, nice in-between hedge. If he is out, maybe this will go up to minus four, minus four and a half. But uh, I think the books are already kind of showing us what they what they think is going to happen. They don't think Trevor's going to play. See, this is the difference between you and me, right? Is I'm going to bet this on Sunday night at plus one and a half. After the show, we record it. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to get up <laughs> on Monday morning, right? I'm going to get up. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to have an espresso. <laughs> I'm going to have a 9 a.m. call with our overlords in Copenhagen. I'm going to have nice. a 9.30 call with our uh, our the guys who run our commercial operations, meaning they're the ones who make all the money and you know manage our relationship with our wonderful sponsors at Bet365. Then I got to have a 10 o'clock call with Matt Mitchell. Then I got to have a 10.30 call with another guy. Then I got an 11 o'clock senior staff call. And all of a sudden, this game's at three and I didn't get to get any more money down on this game. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I'm quitting it all. I'm going full time. You can, Jeff. If you just listen to my voice, I told people, uh, was it two weeks ago? Quit your day job. Just bet primetime unders. I think primetime unders. Evan, were they 3-0 this week? Primetime unders? Just a cash okay, couch, Alec. I yeah. can't get over how good these primetime unders are. 14-6 and six in the season. Thank you, Evan. Yeah, it's just ridiculous, these unders. It's crazy. Like, it's almost like part of me wants to not bet them because I'm afraid I'm gonna, <laughs> I've am gonna. i already missed the trend too much, even though I've been betting no. the unders, you know? No, but you're you're right. It's definitely going to come back this season. But sixty percent, I think, I've been out of stats since like two thousand five or two thousand three. It's some crazy like that. So, prime prime time winners, Chad. They've been very profitable. All right, let's get to some games we're actually going to be able to bet. Cleveland at Indy. Of course, the instinct here has to be betting Indy, right? Like yeah. a terrible performance for Minshew against a not very good Jags defense. Otherworldly performance by the Browns against what had been a world class offense. They got perfect conditions. They had no expectations because they had a backup QB. They were at home in bad weather with the best defense in the NFL. The opponent coming off a dominating win. Are we overvaluing the Browns more than we undervalue the Colts in this spot? It's hard to say just because Minshew looks so bad. So The first time he looked like Minshew this season. You know what I mean? Yeah, he looked horrible. So I I do – I do want to just wait on this number. I'm hoping we get three because I think the public will think like us where it's like, it don't matter if it's PJ's quarterback. If PJ's the quarterback, it feels like they can scheme it up where he doesn't really have to do much. But how do you not love the Colts here? Like, this is such a great spot to back them. Give us a three. So the books, if they don't get the three, that's even more of a reason probably to come in on this uh, Colts team. But I'll just wait. It's just it's just a dead number right now sitting on a two. Um, two and a half, three, I start thinking Colts here. But um, – yeah, f- this this is a weird number. And I see the total is 39, yeah. which I was shocked at. I was shocked it was so high. Um, just just feels like both these defenses are way better uh, than public perception right now. So, um, yeah, Chad, a game I-, I would love to come in on right now, but we'll just wait. Hopefully get a better number by the time we come back on Thursday. All right. <laughs> what do we talk about when we talk about Mac Jones? I feel like that's, you know, in, in sort of every – postmodern piece of literature or film, when you want to have a serious conversation, you say, what we talk about when we talk about. And then it's always our kids 
our parents, you know, terrorism, whatever. Here is what we talk about when we talk about Mac Jones. In any other world at any other time, we might be comfortable betting New England. It's 100% the right side. As yeah. they were last week against Las Vegas, right? Yeah. They have the they have the feel of those terrible Jags teams that we used to bet every single week. The right side is always going to be New England because it's always going to be shaded towards their opponent. But I do believe Mac Jones might be a system breaker. Whatever the precedent, whatever Evan can tell us, whatever the expectation with the art with regard to the number, he is pig pen. He has a cloud. He's it's like there's something you wrote it the other day. He's got an un, you said it the other day, an unlucky horseshoe up his ass. <laughs> Yeah, whatever it is, Evan, it's up to now. It's 0-11 uh, as a dog or 0-12 as a dog, his last 12 games or 11 games as an underdog. So, of course, you're nailed it. It's like we're getting – you're literally getting, to my model, you're getting three points of value here. Like I got this number at six. It's nine. Chad, you're exactly right. Like this is this is where we're supposed to take them, but I don't we're know, not. man. They're not. Yeah. I'm going to say I, I, I don't I – don't, I just don't know if I can do it. And maybe by Thursday – this Sunday will be further enough away where I can maybe convince Chad to do it. But as we sit here right now, I don't got it in me. And I think Chad's the same boat as me where it's like, I need more than just there being value or trends towards this guy. I needed to see something. And I wish I could say I saw something in that game, but it was really more about the Raiders being so bad that got that yeah. New England team back in that game where the Bills, they were just embarrassed on Sunday night. They should have lost that game most likely on Sunday night. So um, how do you not believe in the Bills in a bounce back spot here? But this this feels just like the 49ers last week. Like the whole everyone in the world is going to come in on this Bills team. And me and Chad are gonna be like three or four people left that are coming on the Patriots. So I haven't touched this game yet. I know a really smart group who came in on the Patriots at nine and a half. And I said, Good for you guys. Yeah, you're geniuses. Like every week these people are gonna make these same bets. So um I just can't get there as we sit here right now, but I can tell you, I know a lot of smart guys taking this number and it's been bet down and a lot of books from nine and a half, 10 down to eight and a half, nine. So um, just another pros versus Joe's game, but it's just, it's just hard for me to get there. I just, I have no trust in this, this New England team. Nine for the Patriots. Largest home dog for New England since Tom Brady's first start in 2001. 22 years since the Patriots were this big of an underdog at home. I'm old enough to remember before we came on, you guys were like, Hey, that's Suzanne Summer. She's from your time, right? She's the <laughs> one who just died. I'm old enough to remember when the Patriots were such a laughing stock of the NFL, when their owner owned like some razor company and was just considered a joke. And when Foxborough, Going to Foxborough was like going to a high school stadium with aluminum benches, not even seats. Like I once got food poisoning eating a hot dog in the Foxborough press box. Like it was an ugly, ugly place. And this has the feel of that right now, which means, oh God, we cannot bet on Mac Jones. The Raiders. Oh, so now, now they're a bunch of losers owned by a guy who owns owns mac and cheese. So that's how life is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Raiders visiting Chicago, Justin Field dislocated thumb. The Raiders are plus three here. We, I love the Bears. Raiders are minus week. three. I mean, the Raiders are minus three. I apologize. Uh, the, the, I love the Bears last week at plus three and a half. 
the game played to expectations. Like it was low scoring. It was ugly, bad teams. Um, The difference was Justin Fields going out and the backup uh, fumbling the ball, which led to which touchdown for the, for the Vikings. That was the difference in the game. I know. And it's a pros Joe's game right now. The pros are on the bears. The Joes are on the Raiders. Um, Even with Justin Fields out, I kind of like the bears here. Yeah, like last week I was on Minnesota. I got talked off of it by some really smart guys who love the Bears. And so happy. Whatever happened Thursday, I didn't let us put or like because I knew I was going to like the three and a half. And we somehow didn't have them in our contest. Um, Thank God, because I would have probably hated them this week and not bet them. But I've been betting this number, whatever, since our show Sunday night. Been taking the threes, three and a half, whatever I could get on this Bears team. Um don't care who your quarterback is, just playing the spot, fading this Raiders team who I don't think is that good. And it's probably gonna hurt. Like this week sucks. Like there's so many bad quarterbacks this week. But if you're telling me Jimmy G had to go to the hospital and Hoyer now is a favorite of minus three on the road, I get it. The Bears are horrible. They're a really bad team, but how do I not play the three here? Like it's just the Raiders were bad too. Like these are just two really bad teams. I'll take the dog here. It feels like that Denver spot where it's like, let's just play the number. If it gets the three and a half, you got to be on the Bears here. So um yeah, ugly week this week. Just some terrible quarterbacks are gonna be playing. And this is one of the games. So I don't know if all this will make our final five, but I'm on the three. I'm on the three and a half. If you can get the three and a half, that's what I would prefer, obviously, to the three. But yeah, not not shocking the public will come in on this. They hate the Bears. The Bears are terrible. They're not covering for anybody. Everyone's totally off of them. This is usually me and Chad coming on the other side. <laughs> That's what we do. We bet up. Yeah. Uh, and normally it works. Look, we love the Jets. We love the Browns. It didn't work with some other games. It didn't work I with mean, the we're Patriots. S- we're uh, six weeks in. We're 60%, Chad. Eight, 18 and 12, I believe. So, yeah, I mean. I'll take it. it. It works, obviously, people. Yeah. It's ugly, but it works. It's ugly, but it works. All right. Washington at the New York Giants. So, this is a game. Uh, the Giants are two point underdogs, I believe, right now with Bet three six five. Um, what is that line? Yeah, it's such a no. There's a few no man's land lines here. No, I feel like we kind of whiffed on Washington last week. You love them against Atlanta. <laughs> we sort of talked about putting them in the contest, and then we didn't. And then we talked about it again on Sunday, and we didn't. And I don't know what happened. Like we liked the games we liked, and so, but Atlanta outgained Washington by more than two hundred yards. Double them up on first downs. Meanwhile, the Giants found the perfect spot and kind of outplayed Buffalo. So unless you see something or are hearing something, this game is kind of a pass for me. It's a come down spot for both teams. I honestly want to take the Giants. I feel like you just talked about where Washington, they're kind of inflated right now by people that like they just, they they won by what was it? Eight points against Atlanta and they had a ton of turnovers People are going to be convinced that this Washington team's defense has turned a corner, but I like it from the other way. Like you just said, like they gave up a ton of yards. They just got really lucky with the turnovers. And, you know, say what you want about Taylor. He really he really wasn't putting them in bad positions against the Bills' defense. Like he wasn't really throwing up 50-50 balls and taking stupid risks. He's a veteran quarterback. He, he like, will make the right read usually. Um, you know, looking at this game, I'm, I'm with you, Chad. I don't really have an opinion here, but – just a weird number. Why is this not three? Like this feels yeah. like this should be like the Bears and Bears game where it's like just put a three up there and let let the market decide. Um, you know, it's weirdly they hung I think a one and a half two, and it's gone up to two, two and a half now back down to two, and it's just sitting at two. So 
Clearly, the pros like the Giants here. The public likes Washington. Um, but I'm with Chad. No real opinion yet on this one. On Sunday night, I pulled back from betting the Giants, and I regret it because I'm not as much of a hater of Tyrod Taylor as other people. Whenever he's played, he's a competent quarterback, right? As competent yeah. as any other backup. And so in my mind, if I'm willing to play the Browns with P.J. Walker, like if I'm yeah, willing yeah. to play P.J. Walker <laughs> on the Browns, why wouldn't I be willing to play Tyrod Taylor, who I think is probably better and more experienced? So It's going to uh, be an ugly week, people. It's going to be an ugly, ugly week. Um, all right, so the next game. Uh, right now, we still owe people, as Simon says, we still owe people an exact decision. We haven't gotten there yet. The Atlanta Falcons, who I just mentioned from the Washington game, are visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who we had a plus three and a half against the juggernaut Detroit Lions. We were on the wrong side of that one. Mm-hmm. Bucks are minus two and a half. True story. I was putting the script together for today. And as I typed in this matchup, for some reason, like I immediately had a feeling like that you get, you start patting yourself down because you think you lost your phone or your keys, like you can't find something. It was total fear because I thought for a second I had already bet Tampa minus two and a half. Like in my head, I remember making a bet on somebody at minus two and a half. And then I realized it was Baltimore, but I physically had to find my notebook to confirm I hadn't bet Tampa Bay because like I didn't want to bet this game at all. The Falcons should have beaten Washington. Like the number of times the camera panned to Arthur Smith and he was just, he was like, putting his head in his hands. The people on YouTube can see what I'm doing right now. And like, like he was watching his kids do the same mistake over and over and was disgusted by it uh, after Desmond Ritter threw picks to end Falcons chances was astonishing. I think he did that more than they had fewer first towns than Arthur Smith looking disgusted. Um, The defense did his job. uh, Like in this game, it was just a bad play by, by Desmond Ritter. Here's the problem. It's a division game of less than a field goal. Overall, dogs in division games are 60 games above 500 the last decade. Fading division home teams, division home teams are uh, winning, covering at just a 46% clip including 13 and 15 this year. When the division team, when the home team in the division is a favorite, 44.7% against the spread. Everything is telling us from last week's performances to the trends, you take the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I think I think you thought you might have bet it because I was like thinking about betting this Sunday night on the Bucks. I was like, all right, getting them under a field goal against this, this Atlanta team, but... You're right. It's like I'm I'm probably I'm probably selling too low here on this Atlanta team and I'm still probably too high on this Bucks team. Like this number is what it should be. It feels like it's right. So I guess the value is on Atlanta here, but I'm with you. Like this is a this is a tough one. So maybe I'll have a better read on it by Thursday, but as you say it right now, it's like uh Chad's right. The right move is taking Atlanta here. It's just it's painful to do because it's the it's Ritter outdoors. And he's just sloppy. Like he's so. If you go back and watch that film, the reason Arthur was getting so upset was like he was making, he was designing plays to have guys open instead of making the right reads. He's just locking in on one receiver. And like if the guy's triple covered, that's who he's throwing it to. Like it doesn't matter to him. He's not going through his progression. So 
it's another game. This week is tough. Like there's just games. We got to just got to kind of eat it. Just take these bad teams. And this is another one where it's like the value is technically on Atlanta. Like you're getting them at two and a half. We're supposed to take Atlanta. I just, I don't have it in me yet to pull the trigger on. I'm hoping it gets the three. Cause again, that's another key number, but it's Atlanta is the spot. Chad's right. Like that's who we're probably going to be on here. It's uh, I think it's going to get the three. It's, it's, uh, it's minus two and a half, minus one fifteen. So yeah, the, the juice is towards the the yeah, box. It's gonna it's gonna get to three. So we'll hold on that. Detroit at Baltimore. Hello, Detroit. You've won my heart. Baltimore is right now. No, now it's up to three. So we bet this right away on Sunday night. We're on the side of the wise guys. The bets are on the Lions. The money is on the Ravens. Lions, we said this last week and and we didn't think it could get higher, which is why we took the box. Isn't that the, yeah. the the Lions value has never been higher in a burn best. Jared Goff is the most profitable QB against spread the fat past five years. That's getting even better this year. The Ravens, meanwhile, have not played great. Coming home from London, Lamar Jackson, not great as a favorite. We think this is the right spot. The Lions, the last four games, 70% against the spread. Lions and the Ravens have both beaten their opponents this season by seven plus points per game. They face off in week sevens. When two teams winning by seven plus points per game on the year meet this late in the season, the favorite covers only 40% of the time in the past 20 years. Jeez. I know. We bet Baltimore at two and a half. We already did it. Which sucks. I was going to make this my Simon Says play if it was still two and a half. Like, I loved, I still love Baltimore. I love the value on Baltimore. I still love them at minus three. I make this line minus three and a half. And I just, I just know if they go to minus three and a half, this will be the most public bet team. Uh, we got the London stats of like these teams that come back. It's always a one possession game in the second half. Like, that, 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 it's rang true last week. They play close. So, yeah, looking at this, it's more about fading the lines. The fact that who have they played? Right. Last week, they beat up on Tampa. The week before, they beat up on Carolina. The week before, they beat up on Green Bay. The week before, they beat up they beat up on Atlanta. And then they lost to the Seahawks at home. So they've been doing what they should do, right? They've been beating bad teams. They're running into a really good team in this Ravens team. Like, they're really good. And we're catching Lamar after a game where I didn't think he played great against Tennessee. Like, it just, it just didn't seem like it was one of his better games. And usually, he bounces back big time against teams like this. So Detroit... I, I think they've gotten away with some games here, but you're about to get a true Northeast fall game, apparently. like Apparently the weather might be bad this weekend up in Baltimore, so um, I'm pissed this line's moved. I really thought the public was going to come in and hammer this Lions team. So the fact that, yeah, Evan just put in our chat, it's supposed to be very windy. Come on. Like, they just lost Montgomery. I think Gibbs is still out, the, the Detroit running back, the rookie, like, Reynolds made a hell of a block. Reynolds is not a great running back. It's a reason he's their third stringer. Like Detroit, this game is what we think it's going to be a really windy game. You need to have a running running back. And, you know, the Ravens, yeah, they've had plug and play guys in that backfield, but it's all about Lamar. Like Lamar's running style is the game changer here. So um, I'm pissed this can't be Simon Says because I loved it at minus two and a half, but still love it at minus three. If, if me and Chad are faced with the choice, I'm going to do my best not to let the minus three and a half scare me off come uh, Sunday when we make our final five. But this this just feels like a good spot to back this Ravens team against the Lions. Yeah, it uh, it does. And I, it's like, look, we could twist ourselves 
in knots, finding reasons to bet both sides. Sometimes it's about instinct and having done this a lot. And the, the pace that the lions are on is unsustainable. So you can keep betting against the lions and at some point you will win. Right. (laughs) And so it's just a question of, do you want to keep taking that shot? And do you think you're going to find the right spot? If they continue to do this, then they're going to go 17 and one on the year. They're going to race through the playoffs and they're going to win the Super Bowl. Like it, it, they have to come back to earth. Regression yeah. is a part of the game. It just is. Yeah. And, and Jared and- Goff is not as good outside. And like, it's a great coaching matchup. The total is 42, by the way. Um, so you might want to grab the under right now if we think that weather's going to be a uh, concern. Um, it's a hard one, though. And a three yeah. in the contest is probably going to be three and a half. Yeah, and just enjoy this week, Lions fan. It's like, this is your guys' week. The Eagles lost, the 49ers lost, the Lions are like, are we the best team in the NFC? Like, the Lions fans are really saying that right now, puffing their chest out. So, it's got to feel good if you're a Lions fan. you got a, a really good offense, a really good defense. Your special teams is really good. It's like, that's that's the dream scenario. Like, you guys are a top three, top four team right in the NFC. And, um yeah, you don't have the historical data on your side that makes me have any confidence in you guys to make a Super Bowl run. Like, what do you have? One playoff win in 50 years, something crazy like that. Does Lions fans enjoy this week? Because usually me and Chad are right in these spots. Just a nice spot to back this Ravens team here, people. Don't don't let the numbers scare you off. Me and Chad were the original Lion, Lion lovers. We were all over them last year, 10 to 1, 9 to 1. I lost a lot of money betting them to win that division. So don't don't say we're not lion lovers. We loved the lions. Nobody can anyone who's listened to this podcast knows we are like a Dan Campbell podcast. And as honest as I can, I I don't I really don't even know how to respond to that. I mean, I'm 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 shocked by that. We root so hard for the lions because we know the NFL is better with Dan Campbell in the league. We never Max. want Dan Campbell to get fired. We want him to be coaching as long as we have this podcast. All right? We love the lions. We just want to fade him in this spot. All right, dude, we're getting down to the end of the schedule here. We still owe, as Simon says, we still owe an exec decision. Uh, we're talking about Arizona at Seattle. Seattle is up to an eight-point favorite in this game. So um, I think I, 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 slight, slight, slight lean to Arizona for no on-field reason, a little bit because of the number, but it really relates to Evan's stats from above with regard to divisional games and just in this spot, favoring the dog on the road in a divisional game. Like we passed in Arizona last week. It's a big dog. The pros liked against LA. I was over LA though. Well, I'm going to say like, I'm going to talk about, and when we talk about LA, I'm going to talk about you loving LA. Um, And I felt like Arizona had just reached its ceiling and, you know, they had overperformed their skill level and now everyone caught up to them. So I don't have a strong opinion on this game. I I honestly fade them just because there's no James Conner. I just kept thinking to myself, this guy is what, this guy is what makes this offense run. And I do feel like I got a little luck in that Rams game. They had opportunities and it just didn't come through, but I do think it's because he wasn't there. Like he really is the linchpin for that offense where 
you don't realize it, but him picking up the four or five on the first or second down carries and making that a third and manageable for their, you know, offense that needs short third downs. That was such a big deal for that offense in Arizona. So um, if you do want to take Arizona, just take them first half. Like apparently they're one of the best first half teams in football. It's the same thing. I think Evan every every week is telling us every week to fade Ritter in the first half. And Evan, I don't know what stat it's up to, but he might be 0 for 9 or 0 for 10 in the first half. Ritter, 0 for 10. Yeah, Ritter. So same thing with Arizona. Seems like they're great in the first half. And then second half, their offense just doesn't do well. Like they, they're just – whatever it is that happens in the adjustments in the, after the first half, their second half just is never as good as Arizona. So if you do want to take Arizona at a big number, go first half. Uh, for me, full game. I love the Seahawks here. They're just after a loss coming home. Their defense has really shown me something this year. Like they they really are talking a lot of big game. And, you know, they for the most part have stepped it up. The only team that really dominated them was the Rams in week one and the Lions put up a ton of ton of points. But we talk all the time. The Lions indoor, that's just different teams. So um it's a big number for the Seahawks team here, but I got to take some chalk, and this is this is one of the teams I'm going to take here for the chalk. I'll take Seahawks minus eight at home. Simon says, "No, you don't worry. Simon says it's coming. It's coming. They're the only big favorite. I really like this week, Seahawks. All right, the Steelers are visiting the Rams. We talked about this game on Sunday night. You're all over it. When I said I was all over it, you gave me that concerned look you give." when you're like, I don't know about that one, Chad. And when you say, I don't know about that one, Chad, we've been doing this long enough for me to know that like, you're really saying I'm stepping in it, but no, no. you don't you want were to, right. you, you think so? Because like, yeah, I'm, I'm a little nervous about it right now. Like I love this game. I bet it's Sunday night and it feels like a rah-rah spot for Tomlin. Let the greatest of all time look at your work. Mm-hmm. Every precedent we believe in that we've bet on in the past where we know it's the right thing to do is backing him and the Steelers in this spot. They are 56, 31 and four against the spread as underdogs under Tomlin, 64% against the spread, most profitable coach past 20 years. They're coming off a bye. Deontay Johnson is, is, uh, is practicing again. He could return. Kieran Williams is out for the Rams, but you've been on the Rams all off season, you were on them last week you, against the Cardinals. You didn't. You were not buying the Cardinals. So, like, what am I doing here? Am I right? Am I wrong? This is a grow up moment right here for you, young studs. Let's live. No, I think you were right. If you grabbed the three and a half, which this line was three and a half. My fear with this is, if it's fourteen nothing Rams, you are dead. Your ticket on Pittsburgh is dead, and that's the fear here, where it's like, it's my dream is coming true, like Cooper Cup. Stafford healthy it's week seven they're three and three like this was my dream scenario for this Rams team like they're just let these guys stay healthy they're going to surprise people win games and that's what they've been doing like Puka with Cooper Cup it's a great one-two punch for that wide receiving core so um yeah Williams being out it's not good that guy is a big deal to that Rams team he's been really really great for them in the red zone especially running the ball so um I'll downgrade a little bit but that's the fear here with this Pittsburgh team. Like, Kenny is not good. That offense is not good. Canada, arguably one of the worst OCs in all of football. And I should have said this. That Lions guy, what's his name? Ben Johnson, their OC. Yeah. The Bears, he should be the first call the Bears make this offseason. Like, if you do get rid 
burn it all down, get a new quarterback. What this guy's done with that Detroit offense, every week they have guys in and out. He caters to the strengths of that offense, and that's what you want. Canada is the exact opposite. Like Canada, he does not cater to the strengths of this Pittsburgh team's offense. So that's my fear here, Chad, where it's like the Rams, maybe I'm buying an overvalued spot, but I just saw teams I liked last week coming off a of bye week. Their offenses look sluggish. I mean, the Chargers coming off a of bye week, that offense didn't look right. We've seen that time and time again happen with some of these offenses coming off a of bye week. They just don't look game speed ready. That's the fear here, Chad. We're buying it. We're back in a Pittsburgh P- Pittsburgh team on the road, Kenny on the road against a high-powered offense. The Rams' strength isn't their defense. It's that offense. So I, I want to get there with you, but if it's at three, I'm not as confident where I am. If it's three and a half, I could see myself getting on Pittsburgh. But right now at three, I'm still still leaning towards the Rams here, but it, it is a tough one for me. Man, we make the simple complex in this business, don't we? Yeah. All right. We're on the Steelers. Like, we're running down a list here. We've got an interesting menu of games that we'll have to review on Thursday as sort of... We're buying loan so many teams that the public perceive as something where they're just they're just not what they think they are. Like, teams just had bad weeks, people. That's what it is. Uh, by the way, after the show a couple weeks ago when we took the Steelers plus four against Baltimore, Matt Mitchell asked one of our engineers, Dustin, uh, who has a lovely singing voice, to record a very special song this is our Howard Stern mock song moment starring Dustin. Please enjoy. I gotta bet my time in catching four. Off a loss at home, you couldn't ask for more. And now a big strong drink I'm gonna pour. Away we're gonna soar Cause I gotta bet my Tom Lane catches four All right, Green Bay at Denver Moved to plus one for the Broncos Open to plus two Your first comment on Sunday night Gotta watch the Sunday night show That's where you get the best of the number First comment This is a stinky line Yeah at that point, it was plus two. Like I said, now it's plus one. Huge. One of the biggest pro Joe games of the week. All the money on Denver. Oh, the Denver Broncos. We had been saying all season, like, Russell Wilson wasn't the problem, right? It, he wasn't getting better, but he wasn't the reason they were losing. Their defense was the reason. Then Russell Wilson was terrible against Kansas City. Yeah, and- made a total egg. Laid an egg. Sean Payton called a terrible game. We still almost covered, though. That's the craziest part. Dude, if you got 11, you at least, like, look, we loved the under in that game. We had the, the guy under. hit a 60-yard field goal. Primetime under. We got it. But, yeah. um, and look, the, at one point, the line was 11. So if you could find the 11, which we talked about, then uh, you at least push. But Vance Joseph fixed the defense against the Chiefs. We love the Broncos here. Yeah, got to do it. Got got to take the Broncos. I hate it, people. And if you're if you're sick of losing these close games by the Broncos, totally get it. You can tease it up. Like I know plenty of people that were like, I couldn't get there, you guys, on the Chargers, but I did put them in a teaser. It feels like the same kind of thing here, where it's like if you can find the one and a half, get it up to seven and a half, or take the one up to seven, go for it. But on, we're talking straight bets. Still love it, Chad. We love Denver, no matter what, as a dog here. If it flips to them being a favorite, we know that Evan stat. Maybe we'll get off of this one, but. As they sit here as a dog, how do, how do you not love Denver here? Yeah, I mean, look, I bet it at two. 
I'm imagining that if it stays at Denver as a dog, we're going to want to put it in the contest. You got to keep taking it. If it flips, I wouldn't take it. Like there no. are some pretty good trends against taking the favorite when they've been the underdog. Um, but yeah, look, we're just going to keep losing money on betting on the Broncos <laughs> and we're going to keep losing money betting against the Lions. It's just how it's going to be. And we hope that on the edges, the other games that we don't bet every single week, the other teams that we don't bet every week are going to come through for us. Um, look, the LA Chargers last night, at home, off a bye, revenge game for Kellen Moore. <sighs> they had that game. We bet him at two and a half. They really should have won that game. Uh, if I may, I bet this game at Chargers plus six on Sunday night. It moved pretty quickly. I still like it. It's my exact decision. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't quit the Chargers. Now you got to do it. You got to do it. Look at the look. There's the the situation for the Chargers getting embarrassed and beat badly in a, in a lot of ways. Not a blowout, but beat badly in a primetime game. The value will be deflated. Although I don't think this line will move very much against a Kansas City team that feels too good. You know, I think the line is is inflated right now. I'm almost positive. Evan had some crazy stat about all the losses this Chargers team's had with Herbert, and it's always close games, and yeah. especially these divisional games are always close games. So it feels like we're getting, honestly, two free points of value. Yeah, here it is. 19 of the Chargers' last 24 games have been decided by seven points or less, dating back to week 18 of uh, 2021. So, you know, Chargers' last eight losses were by 3-3, three, 2-1, three, three, seven, three, and six. Like this is just a team that I get it. If you're like, just like last week, if you're scared off by the low number, tease them up again. They win and play close, ugly games. Like if they're going to lose, they're going to lose by three. If they win, they're going to win by three. The Chargers just, they have horrible coaching and it's just the way it is. Like whenever they should make the right decision, even yesterday, like your, your defense is playing incredible. If you kick a field goal, the game was tied. It would have been tied 10-10. Instead, he went for it. Didn't work out. End up game coming down to a field goal at the very end. And they lost by three. It's like the guy Staley just doesn't make the right choices. And he, he tries to blame analytics or do whatever with that stuff. It's like, nah, man, situational awareness. Your defense was totally dominating, which was shocking, that Dallas offense. And, you know, they didn't take the three there. So five and a half, Chad. I mean, this would have been amazing at six. Like this would have been such an auto play in the contest, but still five and a half. Still would happily put this in the contest. Well, look, I'll refer back to uh, what I said earlier when I was talking about the division games and the Falcons and the Bucks. Dogs in division games, 60 games above 500 against the spread the past decade. Home division favorites cover at a 44.7 clip, 45% the past 20 years. Home division favorites only covering. 45% the past five years. And then, by the way, let's talk about Mahomes, right? Like Mahomes as a do as a favorite of three and a half or more, well under 500. This is a spot where because the number is so big, it's always inflated with the Chiefs. Everything yeah. is saying that the Chargers in this game. Everything. Exact decision. You know me, regardless of what's going on, I'm a foxhole guy. 
I commit to a team. I commit to a city. Uh, I'm a foxhole guy. Here we go. All right, Simon. Let's talk about the Sunday night football game. Game of the week. Boy, Sunday night got a great game. Miami Dolphins visiting the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are one and a half points uh, favorites. According to Bet365, these two teams have the second shortest odds to win their conference and third and fifth with the Eagles and Dolphins respectively, shortest odds to win the Super Bowl. This is the big one. All the money is on Philly. Wise guys like Philly. Majority of the tickets on Miami. Makes sense. The line has moved. Was it two and a half? Now it's at one and a half. Last week against the Jets felt like a game. The Eagles just had to get out of their system, right? Like they had been playing on the edge of mistakes and just not getting burned by it. Last week they played a defense that burned them. Something tells me that this could be an important game for you. Simon says. Simon says. <laughs> when Simon says do it, we do what Simon says. Got to grab the one and a half while you can. A bunch of books are still showing two and a half. So it, I easily could see it going back up to two and a half. Depends on what book. But you can get it at one and a half. At, I'm seeing five books right now. So easiest bet. Of the week, like this might not be a might not be a real big bet for your boy. Uh, what do we know about this Miami team? They have a bad defense, a defense that when they play bad teams, they don't care about giving up a ton of yards. All they got to do is stop in the red zone because they know their offense is going to score for them. But we saw in that Bills game, Tua and pressure—that's the kryptonite. Like if you got a front four that can get pressure with just rushing four. That's how you beat this Miami team. What do we have here in this Eagles team? One of the best D-lines in all of football. Jalen Carter is supposed to be back. Apparently, they took him out last week just so they didn't want to push it. They wanted to rest him last week against the Jets. Same with Darius Slay. They're supposed to both be back for this Sunday night game. Catching the Eagles after a really bad loss. It feels like the perfect spot to back a veteran team at home in prime time under a field goal against, you know, one of the most hyped offenses we've ever seen in all of football. Like, I got no doubt that the Miami will be able to put up points and get their own. I got the same thing about the Eagles. The Eagles are going to be able to score at will in this game against this Miami defense. Like Miami's got no one on their defense. I see them having advantage wise against the Eagles team where the Eagles defense has a huge advantage with that front four. Like if they can get pressure with just four guys like the Bills did, if you take away the run and put it all into a, that's not where they want to be. Like shockingly, people don't realize Miami is right now one of the best, not only the best passing teams, the best running teams. Mosert, he's on pace for like 31 touchdowns right now. They're running back for Miami. Like this guy is playing out of his mind. So um, looking at this, I'm shocked uh, that so much money is coming on the Eagles. I really did think more people would be on this Dolphins team and they would like this spot for them. But I can't believe it's down to one and a half. Like such a good number, such good value on an Eagles team that we have to back them here. And like after such a bad loss against the Jets, Hurts' worst game of the year. What have we seen? We've seen after the Chiefs played that Jets team, they had a huge bounce back game. The Bills, Josh Allen, huge bounce back game. So these quarterbacks, we think Hurts is one of these elite quarterbacks. He should bounce back here. If he doesn't, that tells you that something's wrong with Hurts and this Eagles offense. So we, we got to play this spot, play the Eagles here to bounce back and trust that front four again, pressure on Tua. Like the Miami matches up really well against 90% of the teams in this league. But teams like the Eagles, teams like the Cleveland, teams that have front four that can get pressure, that's the game changer. So 
Um, yeah, maybe we're getting value right now because Eagles are so banged up, Chad. But if Jalen Carter's cleared, if Slay's back, man, this is such a good number right now for this Eagles team. Yeah, it's uh, that one and a half is just hanging there in certain spots, but there's a lot of twos. So you got to grab the one and a half if you're listening right now. Um, what's the ceiling for you on betting the Eagles as a as one of your bigger bets? Like I can hear you talking about this. And as you're talking about it, I'm firing away on the Eagles minus one and a half wherever I can find it. Yeah. I know enough to know. When you when you say this might be one of my big bets, it means it might be a big bet. And so it's getting there. What's your ceiling on the number? Like when do you stop firing away? After two. So I'll keep firing even at two, I'll keep firing at this. Once it's two and a half, three, that's when I'll stop. And you know, if this was three and a half in our contest and you guys wanted to fade us, totally get it. That's such a key number. But if if we're getting two and a half or one and a half in the contest. Easy no-brainer play for me on the Eagles. Why don't you just fire away? If it's at one and a half, why don't you just bet everything that you think you would bet at once? I'm not judging it. I'm like, I'm asking curiously, like, you see it's at one and a half. You love it. Why not bet the full capacity of what you would bet on a game at that one time instead of, all right, I'll put some down now. Oh, it's still there two days later. I'll put it more down. Like, what's the philosophy? To get money down, I have to pay a lot of people and they're called runners and the biggest thing is not getting up on the radar. So obviously if I come in, me, myself, and I, and put 50K on the Eagles, that number would move against me, right? But if I'm sending nobodies a thousand bucks here and there at a time, so I started Sunday night and now we're here Tuesday, you know, I'm probably up to almost six figures now, but all in small increments. So I'm not really popping up on their radar. That's how I get good value on these lines. So, um, yeah, do I want to just come in heavy-handed right now and just be like, yeah, give me give me six figures on this Eagles team? Yeah, but it doesn't really work that way, and a lot of stuff goes into that. So, um, yeah, don't worry. I'm getting the money down, but it's one of these where I'll bet it all week, and then by Friday, if it's still at this number, I can get way more money down than I can right now. Because right now the books, even the best books in America, they limit you early in the week because they don't want to have a bad position either. So, you know, all these things like Ravel tweets out, oh, this this is a 200K bet on this team. You ever notice that it always comes late in the week? It's not early in the week, those tweets. And that's for a reason. Like these books, even if you're an amateur better, they're not going to take huge money early in the week because they just don't want to have that kind of thing where it's like, okay, now we need Miami money, whatever that book will need a certain amount of money to offset those big bets. So um, yeah, I'm, I wish I could get more down right now, Chad, but it's just the song and dance, the way I play it. It's just little bets right now. Little bets for me is a couple thousand. So it adds up quick. Like if you do a couple thousand dollar bets, all of a sudden you're up to 50K. So um, that's how I do. I just don't put a ton lump sum down on one number right away. You know what? I'm not worried about your ability to get money down. I'm worried that it took me about four years to ask that question. The last game on the board, the Monday Night Football game, San Francisco and Minnesota, this line moved from eight to seven to six and a half now. Damn. So the wise guys have been coming in on Minnesota. Kirk Cousins, is, this is weird, right? Kirk Cousins, most attempts in the league, passing attempts, most completions, highest completion percentage, most touchdown passes in the league, which is surprising to know when I was looking doing research yesterday. Second most passing yards. This team cannot score, as we like to say in the media business, at scale. Zero rushing touchdowns this season. Do they miss Dalvin Cook? 
zero rushing touchdowns. So against the league's best passing defense and a top 10 rush defense, they will move the ball. Against the Bears, this Vikings team, fewer total yards, fewer plays, fewer yards per play, fewer first downs, 46 rushing yards. And the Bears, we all agree, are a terrible freaking defense. So to me, I know wise guys have come in on this. This is a bet on the number and that's it. And maybe there's some residual health issues for San Francisco. This is not a bet on the on the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be on Minnesota here. I feel like this was going to be a great spot to back them, but I'm with you. I think the numbers moved too much and now the value is on the 49ers. So um, I'll throw a little on the 49ers here and I'll, I'll talk to people and see what they're seeing with this Vikings team, but I'm right there with you. It's I agree to the spread. McCaffrey probably is worth a point and a half, two points to this 49ers team. That's how incredibly gifted he is on this team. Like he not only is the run blocking scheme really good, but he is the jack of all trades. We all know this. He's the best running back in football for a reason and the best running scheme in football. So uh, makes sense that they've lost some points here and its numbers come down. I think it's moved too much. So um, I totally get the pros are coming from like this. This usually would be a spot. I'd love to back Minnesota, but coming off a bad loss, it was like, we should take the 49ers here, right? Like this is, we're catching under a touchdown. So maybe, maybe things will change by Thursday, but I can tell you this right now, like right when me and tag off this call, I'm going to throw some on the six and a half. That's just a good number for a 49ers team that, um, what if they won this number would still be what? Seven and a half, seven. So it feels like we're getting some free points here because their kicker missed a field goal. And yeah. um, I know Kirk's been better in prime time. I saw some stat that he has been better since he's gotten to Minnesota. But, you know, you just said it. They have no run game. He's down his number one receiver going against my number two graded defense now in all of football. Like this this 49ers team, it should be really easy to scheme, scheme this game up. It's like you just drop everybody, rush four or three pass rushers and – let your let your front four do what you pay them so much money to do. Like Bosa, Hargrave, like this should be a great game for them. So, um, damn, I really wanted to get there to Minnesota, but if, it feels like I'm going to go chalk here and go with the public on this 49ers team. I actually think I agree with you. Totally do. Uh, as a reminder, the Favorites podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else. Every day, they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. And they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for the biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boost. Check out the boosts and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 and or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Ohio, or Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms and conditions and restrictions apply. Be sure to catch our next episode of The Favorites live on the Action Network YouTube page this Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Download us from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift until Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.